I was on a job where I had to drive site to site and do a small upgrade to the shelving at every CVS pharmacy in California. I'm about a month into the contract and I've got over a hundred mile drive through the redwoods to my next location. As I'm driving, I notice that I smell a slight funk on myself. If I can smell it, it will be a hundred times worse to the client. I'll need to figure out how to get a shower and change clothes before arriving to the next location. I'm about 40 miles deep on this isolated stretch of highway when I see a sign for a camp at the next exit. I take the turn off to see if they have a shower. I pull into this really small camp that has about 15 spots, all tight together in a circle. It's an awful camp, but it's deserted and they have a shower. Perfect. I grab a towel and a change of clothes and head to the bath building. As I approach, I can hear water running. I get to the building and there's someone in one of the stalls taking a shower. This is really weird. The camp is deserted. No cars, no tents. It's the middle of winter and we are miles and miles from civilization. Who in the world could be in there? It's gotta be a pot farmer, right? Maybe a homeless dude? Are there meth labs in the redwoods? I'm not quite spooked by it, but my instincts are telling me that this is very weird. I decide to go ahead and use one of the showers a few stalls down from him. I'm comforted that the doors are thick metal with a big strong bolt lock. The shower runs on quarters. Nice, California. I take off my clothes and slide some quarters into the slot, and the water immediately turns on. A second later, I hear, Oh no, I must have stolen his hot water. I feel awful, but I can't shut it off. The water instantly runs when the quarters go in. Nothing I can do. So, uneasily, I step under the water, wondering what's going through the other guy's head. I don't have to wait long to find out. I'm about a minute into my shower when there's a huge smash against my metal shower door, followed by him screaming. This dude is trying to kick down my door. I'm petrified. I get out of the shower and stand by the door dripping wet and naked with my fists up in case he gets in. I can't put into words how uncomfortable I felt about the concept of fighting naked. I kept thinking I should try to put my pants on real quick, but couldn't bring myself to do it. Because if the door gave while my pants were around my ankles, I would get absolutely destroyed. I also thought about the implications of fighting someone miles and miles from the next human being. What are the stakes? I've been in more than a handful of bar fights and even enjoyed boxing with my friends, but there was never any real danger. If someone was getting hurt, everyone breaks it up. Is this guy going to stop fighting if he wins? Is this to the death in his mind? I'm so scared that I'm near panicking, but I try to control my breathing and give myself the best possible chance at coming out of this. After what felt like an eternity of him trying to get in, even though it was probably only about a minute or two, he stops screaming and banging. I call out to him. Hey, I'm sorry. I'll give you more quarters. I wait a few more minutes and finally relax a little. Whew. He's got his wits about him. I resume my shower thinking about how weird this is and wondering if he'll be waiting for me. Then I think about my truck. I've got a few grand worth of tools in there. I literally can't afford to lose them. I'm sure he's in it. Soaking wet, I jump out of the shower, throw my pants, slam open my stall door, and go running out towards my vehicle. 
As I turn the corner of the building towards the parking area at full sprint, I am so relieved to see that he's nowhere around. He must have slinked back to wherever he hides in the wilderness. Thank God. For the context, we're female. When this happened back in mid-February 2020, my friends and I were all 15. This takes place in Italy on a school trip we went on. The trip itself was alright, but being the dumb teenagers we are, we decided to push the boundaries. Our school had booked us into a pretty average hotel, low budget. So one night, two of my friends asked me if I wanted to sneak out with them during the night and go to a nearby beach. I'm generally quite sensible, but they kept persuading me until I finally gave in. We would only get one opportunity to do this, right? So we waited till about 1am, messaging each other when to leave our rooms and meet in the corridor. It was only three of us. We didn't want anyone else to know. They might snitch on us. The teachers were sleeping in rooms opposite ours, so we had to be so quiet as to not get caught. I can remember still how worried I was that we would be caught and they would ring my parents. But we were successful and snuck our way down to the lobby. For whatever reason, no one was at the front desk. So we hurried through the lobby and out the front door, not waiting around to get caught. None of us actually knew Italian, so this is possibly one of the dumbest things we could have done. We walked for about two miles down to the beach, all smug. We had actually managed to pull off our perfectly devised plan. The streets were completely empty. Not surprising considering it was 1am, but it didn't stop that anxious feeling in the back of my mind. I knew what we were doing would get us in so much trouble if we were caught. We had to walk down hundreds of steps in order to actually get to the beach. Plenty of time to reconsider our actions, but we were stupid and kept going, something I regret now. The beach was really quite beautiful. It was a full moon that night and the beach was lit up in a beautiful soft light. We had the whole place to ourselves. We messed around for 10 minutes or so, and then my friends said they wanted to go into the sea. I was adamant I wasn't going in, despite their protests, so they told me to keep an eye on their stuff. We had only brought a few jackets and our phones. They rolled up their trousers and went knee-deep into the sea. I started filming them and taking pictures. The others would be so jealous, I remember thinking, just wait till they see these photos. They spent about five minutes splashing around in the cold sea before they came back onto the beach and started stripping off more. I couldn't believe it. They were going to go swimming. They had the genius idea to go in their underwear. I couldn't stop laughing at that point. Looking back at it now, I should have persuaded them not to. I didn't understand the gravity of the situation we would soon be in. They both ran towards the waves and jumped in at the same time screaming and giggling in the freezing water. I stood on the shore laughing and filming. Whilst guarding their things, I got this eerie feeling of being watched. I can only put it down to instinct. Naturally, I put up my guard and looked around. I'm so glad I did because God knows what would have happened if I didn't notice them. Two men were sitting, maybe 30 meters from us, in the dark. I can't be sure as I only noticed them for a second before turning back around, but it looked like one of the men was holding his phone up, filming us. My stomach dropped. I called for both my friends. They must have noticed the tone of my voice was completely shaken, despite my best efforts to be discreet. 
They walked up the sand towards me, dripping wet and freezing cold. I told them two men were sitting behind us, watching. I'd never seen them so scared. That's when the trepidation hit us. No one knew we were here. As far as everyone else was concerned, we were fast asleep in our hotel room. These men could easily take us down, kidnap us, rape, murder. No one would ever know. I whispered to my friends that we needed to leave right now. I told them not to bother getting dressed, just to grab their stuff and leave as inconspicuously as possible. They agreed with no hesitation. At this point, I was really worried. The men must have known we saw them, despite our best efforts. Nothing could conceal the raw fear we felt, and probably looked as well. As we approached the steps, I made a quick glance behind us. A sweat broke out on my forehead. The men were now slowly walking towards us. Fight or flight kicked in, and I shouted at my friends to run. Barefoot and soaked, they scrambled up the steps as quickly as they could. We kept pushing forward. I didn't look behind me for fear of how close they could be. We didn't stop once we reached the top of the steps and onto the pavement. We were running on pure adrenaline at that point. The muscles in our legs were burning. I looked down to see both my friend's feet were bloody, but they didn't stop. Not until the hotel was in sight. I turned around again, and to my relief, I couldn't see the men. We walked through the entrance to the hotel. This time, however, there was a man at the front desk. He started talking in Italian. We didn't understand him, so we kept walking, my friends leaving bloody footprints through the lobby. Once we reached the corridor, we made a mutual vow to never tell anyone about that night, and we all went back to our rooms. The man at the front desk must have told our teachers that he saw us at 3am walking through his hotel, leaving bloody footprints everywhere, because that morning, I awoke to a loud banging on the door. For the sake of the story, I'll call her Miss Smith. Miss Smith was shouting at everyone, asking who it was that left last night. Of course, everyone was confused, and I didn't dare speak up. Neither did my friends. After several speeches were made about the severity of our actions and how they were going to find out who it was, I was terrified. My two friends finally spoke up and admitted it was them. Thankfully, they left my name out of it, which I'll forever be grateful for. The teachers were furious, as you can imagine. Their parents received phone calls at home, and they had to delete all the pictures that were taken that night. I always think back to how that night could have ended, how horribly wrong it could have gone. And despite it being one of the dumbest things I've ever done, I'm glad I decided to go, because it terrifies me to think what would have happened to my friends if I wasn't there to spot those men. I was on a beach in Mexico at about 10 p.m. I met this local woman there. We were both 18 to 21 range. We met at a bar where I was with my friends. Anyways, this girl and I hit it off. She wanted to take me to this beach alone, and in my state of drunkenness, I agreed. The beach was totally empty. Nobody was there but us. We started hooking up and the next thing I knew, I was in handcuffs and taken to a police station that looked like a warehouse. When we arrived there, the police separated us and they took me into an interrogation room. I was freaked out. I didn't know if they were actually police or not, 
and they were very persistent in getting me to sign a document. They refused to sign it and asked multiple times if I could call my friends. Then I realized my phone, wallet, pants. Then I realized my phone and wallet were still on the beach. I had no idea how to contact my friends, but I did know what hotel we were staying at. Police kept saying they caught me, but never said for what. Public indecency, I guess. At about 1am, they let me use the phone they had there, so I was able to call the hotel and get a hold of my friends. Turns out it was actually a police station, and all the police wanted was a bribe. Luckily, I have good friends and they came and bailed me out, and the girl I was with got out at about 3am. We went back to the beach and all my stuff was gone, but I was glad nothing else happened. I got lucky it was just some crooked cops who got us that night. Do not go on the beach in a foreign country at night. Background info. I'm from Asia and immigrated to Australia. This happened when I was super young, so places and ages are a bit blurry to me. But I was about eight, and my sister was five. My grandma and aunt came to visit, and I believe this happened when we were visiting Sydney Opera House. The six of us were just walking and admiring the surroundings in front of us. I was just at that age where I thought I was a big girl and I didn't want to hold my mom's hand and my sister copied everything I did. So I was walking beside my mom and my sister next to me. No one else noticed as they were talking and taking pictures. Also the fact that my grandma was kind of frail so the attention wasn't really on us as much. I suddenly had a bad feeling. I tried to brush it off at first, but it was getting harder to ignore. I looked next to me, and my sister was gone. Completely disappeared. My heart dropped. In my panic, I looked around. When I finally looked behind me and saw these men holding my sister's hand, leading her away. I still remember this so vividly. There were four of them. They were wearing suits and they looked like foreigners, too. Stupid me didn't tell my parents straight away. Instead, my adrenaline made me run and grab her. I just shouted at her. What on earth was she doing? My sister's always gotten attention as a kid, and she was too polite. She was just frozen, holding their hand. My parents finally noticed as well and ran over. The man who was holding her hand let go as soon as he saw my parents come to us. He acted so calmly. He said something along the lines of, Oh, I'm so sorry we just saw her wandering and assumed she was lost and wanted help. Yeah, right. He took out his phone and took a picture of her, right there. Just said, She's so beautiful, I just need to show my friends. Well, I'm glad we found her for you. Bye. So casually, and walked away with the three other men, which I might mention... None of them said a word or made any kind of facial expression. It was so weird. Again, my parents were shocked and didn't say anything. My dad just scooped her up and we walked back to my grandma and my aunt, just trying to forget what happened and enjoy the rest of the day. Throughout the rest of the day, I kept looking behind me and I'd noticed those same men following, stopping and pretending to look around when I saw them. I told my mom they were following but she acted like there was nothing wrong, like I was making a big deal out of nothing. Remembering this story before, 
made me think of how irresponsible they were. But now I can understand they were trying to calm everyone down and not make a big scene. At least after a while, the men did disappear, and the day went by uneventfully. But after all these years, I still think about it often. Who were they? What did they want with my sister? Was she really going to be kidnapped, trafficked? Maybe she really did just wander off for a second and they were just nice men who wanted to help, but it didn't explain why they took a picture of her and followed us after. But maybe those were just coincidences. At least my instinct kicked in when it did. Who knows what would have happened otherwise. I hope that those men never tried anything like that on any other kids. Hey, it's Mr. Freaky. Have you ever had a creepy encounter like this? Leave it in the comments or send them to my email and I'll put them in a future video. Also, go ahead and like this video as well as subscribe to my channel. Have a horrific evening, everyone. And remember to stay spooky, my friends.